Hi, this is Abby Ross. I play young Emma on ABC's Once Upon a Time, and you are listening to the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill, you are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chillin' podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Welcome everyone. Hello. Oh my gosh. Abby Ross mm-hmm. yeah. called in yeah. young yeah. Emma. Fantastic. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. yes. Wow. My mic is falling apart. I'm so excited. We were so overwhelmed by that. I think that's why we were just like floored by that. So thank you, Abby, so much for for doing that for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we really are going to be watching what you're, what you're going to be doing. Yeah. It's going to be really incredible. And there's more to her message. Yes. We're going to be playing more during the main show mm-hmm. for Heroes and Villains. I don't know that we're going to be recording it uh, next Saturday. I think we'll it'll be delayed just a little bit. I'm going to take a, a bit of a break, and we'll maybe maybe we'll do it next Saturday. Probably will. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. All right. So, but uh, yeah, I don't think Abby Ross is on Twitter. I could be wrong. So if she is, we'll find her Twitter mm-hmm. address and tweet yeah. some love and thanks mm-hmm. to yeah. her for that. Yeah. Please do that once we figure that out. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So many wow things. Just and incredible. Yeah. All yeah. right. This is the first thoughts on the episode entitled Heroes and Villains. Mm-hmm. The mid-season finale for Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. and this is episode number 261. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 261. Yes. What an episode. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Oh my gosh. Everything that we had, well, not everything, a lot of things we had questions yes. about yes. were wrapped up very nice and neatly, and I like that they tied up what could potentially be loose ends. They didn't leave us with loose ends, in other words. So I really like that they wrapped things up very nicely for We us. still have many more questions, Absolute, but yes, there was there a lot of... There are always questions. Yes. But they tied up some things for us, which we've been like anticipating all season. So I'm... Or, yeah, so far. So I'm really excited about how they did some of the things. And there are some really cool little shout-outs and homages to things that some people may not even remember. Yes, so let's dive in. and <laughs> That's a nice little pun right. you there, too. <laughs> so the ice wall was destroyed. It was indeed. And Elsa took care of that very well. Mm-hmm. She did. Unfortunately, they, I guess the 
barrier spell is a really popular spell. Well, if you think about it, Elsa is actually the one who put up the ice wall. Right. Right. So she could have at any time taken it down. But but the barrier it, spell was Ingrid's doing. Yeah, and I guess I guess Ingrid and Cora went to school together somehow and learned their <laughs> well, magical spells. I mean, if you think about it, a barrier spell is probably a pretty standard, basic, run-of-the-mill yeah. spell that you learn. And Ingrid would have known to do that instinctively because she didn't learn magic. She had magic. So, I mean, she may have been tutored in some, you know, controlling the magic. But ultimately, she would have had the ability to do it herself. Well, that's a good question, is who taught her magic? She, Not Rumpel. No, no, no. She didn't learn magic, honey. She's, okay. She had she it. Remember, it. remember when her sisters yes. were being basically about to be kidnapped by creepy kite dude? Right. I, I guess we're all used to <clears throat> this kind of teaching somebody magic right. and, and that's all why that, so. she and elsa and emma are very special although emma has had to be taught how to use her magic emma has the magic so many people there was a lot of mirroring tonight there and were, hopefully we'll remember mm-hmm. all of it yeah yeah but the the concern about the the town line yes we've seen that many 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 times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we saw it again and so the early thing is Elsa and Anna definitely want to go, as does Kristoff, mm-hmm. and but they can't walk to another realm, right. so they, they have to. Go to home, yeah. And and they're they're told not to cross the town line, right? Because at this point, they don't know really what's going to happen. Well, they're I think just they kind of realize that yeah. all that was was just a barrier spell that was protecting, mm-hmm. as Emma said, Ingrid was protecting the town from outside forces. So it was very similar to what. Cora had done. The difference is, is that with this particular barrier spell, your memories weren't going to be wiped away. Yeah, there's no magic on the outside of it, but you're not going to have your your memories are intact. So finally, we have a spell that doesn't mess with your memories. Right. Finally. Well, for the <laughs> first time in a while. Anyway. Right. I know. All right. So then, then Elsa is told that Arendelle has been conquered by Hans. Hans and his 12 and brothers. And his 12 brothers. Yep. And so they go, well, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Her like, response well, we're is, find... we got to go now. Right. It was very similar to how she behaved at the beginning. It was. It had a similar vibe to me to how she was in looking for Anna in the first place. So it was kind of a nice little bookend. She was, you know, we got to find her now. Right. You know, at the beginning. And then now here at the end, we got to go home now. Mm-hmm. So, so Rumple and Hook, boy, Rumple mm. is such a little—he's mm. troublesome, mm. old Rumple. And that's putting it nicely. And he's a Jack Wad right now. Well, okay. Now, I'm, look, I've always, I've always loved Rumple. I know. I've always appreciated Rumple, and as we talked about on our last show, if I'm not mistaken, we discussed the fact that he had noble causes and reasons for doing the things he did. He has nothing, no reason for doing the stuff he's doing right now. Right. So he's a jackwad. Okay. I love Robert Carlyle. Don't get me wrong. Still absolutely adore him to pieces. But Rumpel's a jackwad. Just saying that. What's interesting is Anna is still a threat to gold. Because in the conversation yeah. he had with Hook is like, Anna's walking around. You got to keep an eye on her. I don't want her in this shop. Yeah, keep her keep away. Keep her away. Because if she runs into Bell, mm-hmm. then the, Show's cat, over. The, the cat will be out of the bag. Right. Exactly. So the and again we have this this whole explanation of when the stars in the sky align with the stars in the hat, mm-hmm. 
then he will be able to cleave himself from right. the power of the dagger. Mm-hmm. We can assume that he will get all power a- mm-hmm. apart from the limits and the control of the dagger. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. It, it is like power and like certain things in life is if I could, if I, if I could only get this, I could mm-hmm. be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's what he wanted. And in the end, he realized that's just not what I right. what I, what I wanted. Right. Right. So the he said i'm going to give bell the life she's always wanted he probably could have done that well, he didn't, <laughs> at any point <clears throat> he you didn't know. need to leave the town to do that in fact right. i think she would have been much happier staying in the town we we did get some flashbacks and it was interesting to see that that cupboard or mm-hmm. Amar, whatever it was. Display cases. Display case with all the little trinkets in there. It was really, yeah, I would just call it the display cases. It looked like uh, an oriental dog in there. And you mentioned there was a Hercules vase Absolutely, Hercules' vase. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a vase from Hercules in there. Um, From Actually, in the movie, if you look at the movie, there was a Hercules Mm -hmm. vase. There was a helmet from what looked like... A warrior that would have been in like 300 or something like that, mm. you know, a Roman soldier kind of a helmet that maybe a Trojan helmet. Yeah. Because it looked anyway, uh, it was very definitely me- medieval looking. But yeah. anyway, don't don't hold ancient, me to this. Egypt, ancient but Greece. I mean, the sword that she took out, mm-hmm. I believe, is the sword that we saw Rumple fight charming with. Maybe in the eternal forest or whatever. Oh yeah, I think maybe. it was season two. I think maybe Sounds one. About I right. can't remember. I can't. I know. Anyway, it had a kind of a curved uh, mm-hmm. hilt, yeah. and it looked obviously different than Prince Charming's sword. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right. There was an, a box in there too, and I can't. It looked kind of like a heart box. So I don't know if it was if that's what it was, but there were definitely. It'd be interesting to see what some of the you know mm-hmm. screen caps show in there we saw the golden fleece we saw yes geppetto's or yeah geppetto's parents, parents. puppets yeah. yeah we saw a bunch of things in there that we've seen before and the other sword yeah yeah right yeah. Mm-hmm. right so all right uh and so basically rumple had kind of set up a little trap for bell to see what yeah. she would do and he came back and said well i I see your you know when the cat's away the mice will play and the mice is playing with my toys and it's not clean around here. And so she she kind of pushed back a little bit. Yeah, she did. And we saw a little more of that. but That must yeah. have been fairly early in their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, she had just come into the house probably not too long before this. They mentioned, Rumpel mentioned Camelot. Uh-huh. And it's interesting. We see swords. Mm-hmm. He mentioned Camelot. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned this magical gauntlet. <clears throat> Yeah. And which finds the weakness. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, he mentioned foes maybe, but anyway. It, it, well, for him, it was it his finds foes. It finds weakness. the weakness. Yes. Right. And uh, so then that kind of opens up the whole thing. Maybe that was one of his, because with the seer, he could see certain things in the future. Right. Not all. Right. But then this was another little something in his toolbox, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. gauntlet to tell 
the uh, weaknesses. Right. And we kind of wondered where did this magical gauntlet come from in Camelot? Right. Could it have been from Merlin? Could it have come from Merlin? Maybe Merlin. Merlin enchanted it. Enchanted it. And if that's the case. Well, Richard the Lionhearted was brave. And so that would be the flip side of someone's weakness. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't, but so. I don't think Richard the Lionhearted was part of Camelot. Okay. It was pretty much Lancelot, who we've seen. Right. And is no longer with us. Galahad. Yep. And Arthur. But Arthur went for the sword more than, anyway. Sorry, rabbit trail for the gauntlet. I was yep. just thinking in terms of how did it get enchanted and who was whose was it? Okay. And the assumption is perhaps Merlin enchanted it for maybe Lancelot. And or just Arthur. Just for the sake of conversation, because they brought up Camelot mm-hmm. and then they mentioned a sorcerer mm-hmm. who could be the author. I think I think Merlin's still on the table. Merlin might still be on the table. I I'm saying that right now. Yeah. I, so it's very possible. All right. And the and we come back and Rumple says uh to Bell in Storybrooke, I wanna basically take you to the honeymoon we never had, even right. though we had a honeymoon in the, in the beautiful mansion yeah. that it was I guess the did you see the door? I know I'm skipping ahead. Did you see the door that came in? It looked like one of those restaurant doors. Oh, no, I didn't pay attention well, to that. When, they, when Hook and he came in at the end, there was a restaurant push bar door. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a doorknob. Like a normal house doorknob. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't pay attention to that, but I'm, that's interesting. That's a... Anyway. All right, so... But, but I loved how he woke her up. He kind of just gently tickled her cheek. Yeah. And she giggled like a little girl. Breakfast in bed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in bed in the shop, which is hilarious. But anyway. Right. All right. And he... And then... So let's talk about Robin, Regina, and Marion. There's uh, a number of heart replacements yeah. in this episode. Yeah. And Regina did the noble thing. Right. Put her heart back. She did. And... In her vault. Yes. On the same little mattress yeah. where Robin and Regina had their little evening of yes, indeed passion, shall we say? Yes, indeed. A little bit of irony there. Mm-hmm. And you know, so there's been a lot of discussion about Robin's code and honor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, Regina has really tried to be in sometimes honorable. Right. In this situation, especially in this episode. Oh yeah. And but it was interesting to bring Marion in on it too. And we'll mm-hmm. we'll kind of touch on the little things back and forth. But this was definitely a roller coaster episode. I mean oh, yeah. uh, so many twists and yeah. turns. Uh, already people on the Facebook page uh are saying it's just oh my gosh, all the twists and turns. Yeah. So, Gamut of emotions, big yeah. time. Big time. All right. So Marion <clears throat> And Regina have a conversation in Granny's, right? Which the lights in Granny's were really dim this time. It was really well, it dark was in there. It was, yeah, it was nighttime. Just That's kind right. of yeah. interesting. Uh-huh. But you know, Mary and Regina were having this conversation, and you know, the gist line that I took away is, Marion said, "If his heart leads him to me, basically, that's fine." But. I'm going to step out of the way because I know he's in love with you. I see how he looks at you. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want him to be with me out of duty. Right. I want him to be who he is in love with. And I believe he's in love with you. Yeah. Well, and her specific choice of words. Yeah. I would rather be chosen. Right. Correct. That's right. I want to be chosen. Yeah. And I think, honestly, if most women, I would hope all, but I would assume that if most women were to be honest, they would agree with her. Absolutely. I mean, I think about that, you know, if somebody else came along, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be with somebody out of duty. Being chosen mm-hmm. is a powerful thing. Yeah. yeah. And it means that of all the other people, they chose me or right. that person, right? Right. And so, you know, there, there's been a lot of really deep discussions about this storyline. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I think Marion. You know, you could say she was kind of a, a modern woman mm-hmm. in that the, that old saying, if you love something, set it free. Right. If it comes back, then you know it's what I mean? To be, yeah. Right. And basically, that's what Marion was saying. Yeah. That kind of goes against a lot of people. It's like, no, the marriage bond, the honor and the marriage bond, that's it. Right. You, you, you just stay together thick and thin. I mean, there's a lot of people. Right. Um, th- that would say that. But. You know, this is a television show, a scripted television show. And she said, I'm going to step out of the way and That's... I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. If he ends up with me, fantastic. But I want to be chosen. And so. Right. No, I, I applaud her for that. That's the second fantastic speech she's actually given. Mm-hmm. And the first one, she didn't give it to herself. Will Scarlett said to Robin exactly what Marion had said to him. And her words then were what prompted Robin to go be with Regina in the first place. Mm-hmm. So Marion's a wise woman. Yeah. She's a very wise woman. Yeah. It's just amazing that, that you know, I still can't believe she uh, left a voicemail. And yeah, so we, Christy, awesome. Christy Lang is just, uh, she was a great actress. I mean, the, oh, even she did tonight. She a great job. Fantastic. She did an amazing job. So, all right. Uh, then Rumple and Hook, we see more walking brooms. Mm-hmm. The walking brooms that unveil the, Portal mm-hmm. in the sorcerer's house. Now, mm-hmm. now it's revealed. Mm-hmm. That's well, who the this assumption. That's the assumption. Is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's the assumption. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyway, the then there was a really fun scene with Henry and Bell when Henry called Bell Grandma, <laughs> called her twice. Yeah, and she, then at the end she goes, "Hey, hey, 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 just just Bell is fine. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Henry. Yeah." I, it was the cutest thing when she was trying to shut that suitcase. If you've ever been a, a kid or whatever, you try. Well, and probably people today on <laughs> a plane. Pretty much everybody's been a kid. You try. No, no, no. <laughs> you try and put more stuff than you should. A suitcase isn't a TARDIS. There, there's a level of things in there <laughs> right. that can fit. Right, but there's I'm a telling limit. you, there's a limit to what can I, fit in a suitcase. However, know. if you pack properly, you can fit more in there than what, what I, originally I appears. I don't pack properly at all, and <laughs> I, to, I, you remember those old days and those old hard cased suitcases? Oh, Samsonite, trying to bet. close those. Oh yeah, and lock them. 
It's just crazy. I remember. And it was, yeah. I remember packing for camp and things like that mm-hmm. or packing for family vacations and having to literally just jump up and down, sit on them and sitting on the suitcases while my mom tried to lock them or whatever. Right. I remember that. All right. It was very adorable. And Henry was starting to talk about the book. And the word he said is, these are your stories. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, what are you trying to say here? Yours, whoa. Mm-hmm. But he was just trying to explain that how this book well, no. and how it's affecting Regina. He's not in them. Thing. He's right. not in them. Right. Which, based on what we saw at the end, where's his book? Yeah, true, true. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out. So, and then he got up on the ladder. He talked about how cool the New York Public Library was. Well, knowing that Belle loves. Right. Books, that's someplace she definitely wants to go see. I did not know Henry went to the library, so I guess yeah. he did. Maybe Pretty after sure pizza did. with his dad. Probably, yeah. And uh, all that. Then he had uh, a little trip to the library. Yep. All right. And then the gauntlet fell because he reached up for to get another suitcase because mm-hmm. Belle couldn't fit all of her things and books or whatever she was packing. Right. Then the gauntlet fell. Yep. And then Belle kind of started to knew... Something was she amiss. She started to what? Something was up. She knew something was yeah. amiss. Right. You said she started to knew. <laughs> she did. She started to knew. <laughs> All right. And Belle and Rumple. so we had another discussion between them in a flashback. And she's, and I think this is not the first time she's, she said that Rumple had a hole in his heart. Yeah. And he said, the only thing I have lack of is clean clothes Poof. and he poofed her to go do the clothes he's not i know they were married in the flashbacks yeah but that's not even smart to do that's just not good no it's not but i love the fact that she's still she's still kind of nagging him a little bit from out in the woods which i'm like thinking to myself he had to send her far away into the woods to do the laundry yeah. I mean, I know they didn't have a Maytag or anything, but for the love of Pete, how far away was his estate from anywhere that he could do laundry? He didn't have any place on his on his estate that she could have done the laundry for him? Yeah. I, it I, just seemed kind of awkward that it was, it just seemed like it was out in the middle of nowhere. But anyway. I love her costume. We'll just let that sit there. And yeah. Some people know what yeah. I'm talking about. Okay. So then Rumpel listens in the background like Ingrid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he, that's what she said. You listen to me all the time. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. And so he's always... Yeah. And probably Regina with the whole mirror thing. So we have all these kind of people that are like always monitoring what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And then we see what looks like, I'm going to assume, a little mini Pongo. Yes! Little pongo. puppy Pongo. Baby Pongo. Just kind of appear so cute. where... Uh, Belle is doing the clothes mm-hmm. there, hanging yep. them on the line. Yep. What's Pongo there for? Don't know. It's just a magical place if we got Rip Van Winkle running around. Sure. And little Bo Peep. Absolutely. All right. We know uh, what it was, though. Yes, it was a little ruse to get Belle's attention, and then Belle gets kidnapped. Yeah. We can assume that it was Cruella de Vil. Absolutely. So the only logical choice all right and then a very sad scene hook and emma in granny's oh dude and 
Oh, Rumpel. That was very intense and very smart and very reminiscent of a few things we've seen before. Right. Cora, for sure. Absolutely. Doing that to Aurora. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so... And actually, didn't Regina do something similar to that? Yeah, on Neverland. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. See? True. So it's a nice little trick that they pulled out of the hat again, which is good. And we saw that scene, and it was very... Ugh, I was so frustrated. I was like, okay, Emma, come on. Use your superpower. You know he's lying. Well, we'll, we'll get to the end, and I'll, I'll talk about some. I was kind of... Anyway, he... So they had their exchange, mm-hmm. and Rumpel was talking into the heart through him. And then he... He grabbed. They they had a kiss. Now, mm-hmm. if you remember, she had that kind of look on her face when they kissed in right, the sheriff's it, office. Yeah, when when she thought it was goodbye for shattered sight and all that right. stuff. Yes. So then she kissed him again. She didn't have a look on her face. She kind of did, but she went, "Okay, what is wrong with you?" I kind of expected her to kind of put something together. But I don't think she knew until the end right. when she... When he grabbed okay. her wrist. Well... Was, when he no. grabbed her wrist. But but there's a, a bigger reveal at the end that kind of put two and two and two together for her. When she, until she talked to Anna, she didn't really realize there was something going on. Right. But I'm telling you that, that when he grabbed her wrist, that was a flash it was. of it was. something for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she knew something wasn't right. But she didn't do anything until later on. Well, so anyway. Yeah. All right. And so then we see a raven. And I go, that's Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Per- Diablo. Yeah, Diablo. Absolutely. And she dropped a sand dollar, which now we got. Diab- he. Now we've got three. Yes. Now we've got three things. We've mm-hmm. seen Pongo. Yep. Which is Krillaville's not too far behind somewhere. Right. right. Then we saw the Raven. That's Diablo. Maleficent. Mm-hmm. And then we saw the Sand Dollar. Yep. That's Ursula. Right. Somewhere, somehow. Right. Now the Sand Dollar was used last. Well, when it was the message for, uh, for Ariel. Bell. Right, it was Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it was yes. the message, mm-hmm. right? Ariel. Ariel and Ursula. So right. we saw kind of all three little right. shadows of them. Right. And before. of course Rumple would have known that back then. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe how he knew to use the shells to call the mermaid in the first place. Okay. Remember they well actually wasn't it Regina? I can't yeah, it was it, it it was a con shell, but, but yeah, yeah. Bottom line is he he knew to use the shell because he's the one who put the message mm-hmm. for the girls in right. in the shell and had Ariel take it to Belle. Yes. So Correct. he knew that from probably that mm-hmm. particular trick from Ursula. Yep. Which by the way, did it remind you of anything at all? Oh yeah, it's uh, New Hope. Yeah. Absolutely. Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Right. That was very, very funny. Yes, indeed. And the... So Robin Mm -hmm. chooses Regina. Wait, wait. I love that Rumpel had when he when he saw the message, mm-hmm. he gets mad and then he's like looking around and he sees Diablo in the sky. Yes, yes. And then he's yeah. like, "You, mm-hmm. you tell your master she crossed a line. I know who she is. She crossed a line." That was kind of funny that he's yelling at a raven in the middle of the woods. That just yes, 
just funny. Just I, I've never seen Rumpel so far out of his element. He usually is four steps ahead, ready to go, and all yeah. that. But tonight, this is a very pre-Dark One Rumpelstiltskin which, now. Which, very honestly, interesting. honestly, could be part of the way he got to be the way he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. You learn lessons from past mistakes. So, like I said, if he learned how to do the shell shell hologram trick from Ursula from watching that, right. maybe he these things are actually what prompted him to think ahead 14 steps. Now, I'm not I'm I'm not picking at it, but I am asking this question is what brought Maleficent First in New York. That's a big question. That's a whole other. Okay. That's at the end. Right. But what brought Maleficent, Ursula, and Cruella de Vil together? Yeah, something That's had what I together. am wondering. Right. I, it's fine. You know, look, three villains are better than one. I get all that and all right. that. But I just, I wondered. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. So then Robin chooses Regina. Mm-hmm. And even in that conversation, Regina's just still saying... And it's his mother. I, what about Roland? Where were they? In front of the lake. Right. Where, what else happened in front of the lake? That's where Henry and her went. Mm-hmm. I think Emma and Henry Hook, were there too. Hook wasn't Hook there with her? I believe so. Yeah. 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 And it was a tough conversation there as well. Yeah. So, because Henry didn't know, Henry didn't have his memories. He didn't know anything right. was That's going right. on. Mm-hmm. And Regina was there at some point with Henry too. Yep. So that is true. But yeah, the whole that was kind of an odd scene for me, only because I'm thinking, why in the world is Regina with Robin, Roland, and Marion at the lake yeah. feeding the ducks? Yeah. I mean, I understand why they did it that way, but it was just kind of one of those things. I'm thinking, you know, I think if my boyfriend invited me to go feed ducks with his wife and kid, I I might decline. Just me, right? Right. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, but, so they're there. They're feeding. Roland is adorable as usual. The cutest little kid. I swear he is just the cutest little kid. Feeding the ducks. Everything's hunky dory. Robin and Marion. Um, Robin and Regina are having the conversation, and Regina is, of course, feeling very. You can tell she's kind of feeling a little awkward, but at the same time, she wants to be there. And I think there's a little bit of hope for her because remember, um, you know. Marion said, I believe he's in love with you, and I believe you're still in love with him. Mm-hmm. So I think there was that hope that he would choose her. But she didn't dare believe it because she feels like she's not going to get the happy ending. This is a dramatic show. Absolutely. And I really appreciate that this was a wrestling situation. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that was just, well... We're just going to do this. And that's it. It it had ramifications. The ramifications were discussed. Yeah. I think Regina did a fantastic job of saying, but Robin, but Robin, mm-hmm. I know the way you feel. I feel the same way. Right. And, but you got to, what about Roland? What about right. him? Right. What about Marion? What right. about her? Yeah. You know, and so it really, this is a totally, not totally, this is a different Regina than we've seen. Mm-hmm. Who normally 
you know, we've all we've said before, she's a very reactionary, emotional, Mm -hmm. strong woman Mm -hmm. that just action, taking it, take um, make a decision, go with it. You know what I mean? But now it's very calculated and not in a bad way, but just thinking about all the different sides and uh, you know, feelings have actions and ramifications. And before she's acting now, she the feelings are drawing her in a certain situation, but she's taking a step back and talking and thinking about all the different sides of it. I think it's fascinating. I mean, For the first great. time, she's thinking about somebody else yeah. instead of herself. Yeah, not the first time, but for the first time in a long time. And she has she she's well, thought about Henry. She's thought about, and other that's why I said and, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she normally doesn't think about anybody but Henry and herself. Yeah, and mm-hmm. for a long time it was just herself. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for the first time in a very long time, she is thinking about other people besides herself and Henry. But I mean, herself at this point. So I know to push the storyline further and to not have an arc. I'm going to give him a pass on this, mm. that there's still remnant of the ice magic in Marion. Right. Even though, anyway. So it yeah. struck again, and it yeah. began to affect her again. Mm-hmm. And then a quick conversation between Regina and Robin. And Regina said, the only way to take care of this is to take her to a land without magic. Unfortunately, that's over the town line, and you cannot return. That's that's it, mm-hmm. and and pretty much his. You could see on his face, he's like, "Sweet, let's get her over the town line. Right. She won't ever come back. We're we're happy go lucky. Everything's hunky dory." And then I think he kind of went, well, "Wait a second, what about Roland? Roland, we can't take him away from his mother, but I want to be with him." But you know what? I think he would have sacrificed Roland for his own happiness at this point. Um, yeah. And then the flip side was, "Well, wait a second. And Regina's the one who logically, very easily, could have said, "Yeah, you know what? Let's just." Put her over the town line, give her some money, send her on her way. She said, look, she can't go by herself to a strange land. I mean, she, it was bad enough that she didn't understand the one she was in, Storybrooke. And now to go to an even stranger place, sure, that would have been, that would have been just really kind of cruel. And I love that Regina thought of her and said, look, she can't go by herself. You've got to go with her. You and Roland have to go with her. So I love that she yeah. was very... Um, selfless in that and yeah i totally agree and so there was an interesting conversation between gold and regina in her car Mm -hmm. gold came up (laughs) opened the door and got in the car and just started kind of talking to her and and it was actually kind of a touching little speech it was and he he says he hates saying goodbye and in their conversation, he told Regina, he said, I know villains don't get happy endings, but no one's, is, no one's directing my fate. I direct my own fate, you know, the old self-made man mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. And then he said, you know, I choose my own destiny. I make it happen. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed her hand and he said, and I, as, 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 Silly as this sounds, you're not going to believe this, but I actually hope for you the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, that may be the last time they talk for a while. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. Regina was like, would have almost been his daughter. 
yeah. could have been his daughter theoretically and he you know he did love her mother somewhat and he i think had some fatherly love towards regina i mean she was one of his best students he knew he could manipulate her easier but i think there's still that soft spot for her he said being good doesn't always mean good things will happen to you right and that's true right that's the truth Mm -hmm. that's the truth Ugh. So it's a painful truth. So life is really about is about what you do, not what things happen to you. It's not the things so, that happen to you. It's how you react right, to those right. things. All right, and and what I and wrote, I love the fact that he said, you know, if Marion were dead, all your little problems would be solved, and you could have your happiness. And she kind of, yeah, I know. There was a part of her, a tiny little part of her that was like, you know what, all I have to do is just gun my car and just push her. Well, and that's and that's what I was thinking. I thought she was going to ram her yeah. over the line. Yeah, yeah. Done deal. Yeah. And but. then and then she said, that's not me anymore. And I loved yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, yay, go Regina. She's not only like, I mean, she's really, really, I know it's a daily struggle, but she is really, 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 really trying so hard to just... Do the right thing. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I wrote, sometimes love means letting go. And what I mean by that is there are plenty of ex-girlfriends in my life that I let go. Mm-hmm. And I think they are happier because Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And it's great. It's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. And in Regina's case, it was that. Yeah is for Marion's happiness and Roland's happiness and in a way Robin's happiness for their well-being. Right. Mm-hmm. She had to let go yeah. and she did. And you know, love isn't all about romance and the feelings and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes love is doing the right thing even though it's hard. So Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then we see the big 3 on the uh, little Cliff. Little cliff next to the water. We see Maleficent looking very Maleficenty. Yes, the black and the horns, oh, yeah. and yeah. with the and you mentioned you noticed something about her staff that was different. Yeah, her staff did not have the crystal in it at the top that contained mm-hmm. the curse. So this right. is pre-curse. Yeah, and we saw Ursula mm-hmm. crawl up from the water. Mm. She, yeah, I guess it was from the water, but it seemed like she came out from the bushes okay. out of the yeah. side. That's where I saw her coming from. And again, I'm trying to trying to kind of accept Cruella Deville. Don't know how she got there, what yeah. she's doing there, but well, okay. and Cruella's not magic, so that'll be interesting to yeah. see how they're yeah. gonna explain her and what she's got going on. Although Bo Peep wasn't exactly magical either; she had a magical object. So I don't know if Cruella's got some sort of magical something or other. I don't know. Yeah, they better rent out that uh, that space where Bo Peep was working because mm-hmm. storybrooke. So Rumple was scared. I wrote that down. He was scared. He was like three against me, and there. I don't think he was scared. I think he was trying to calculate how he could do it without hurting and hurting Bell. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And I think he realized that with the three of them, he was outnumbered. Granted, Cruella doesn't exactly have powers, but he's got two that are against him. Right. And it wouldn't take much for the two of them to destroy Belle. 
Yep. And that wouldn't have been that would have been a bad thing. So he knew he was outplayed at this point. Rumple cared about Bell. Yeah. And it was painfully well, not painful. It was obvious. Mm-hmm. And you could see it. Yeah. I mean, he was trying to protect her. Yeah. Even though he was using her as a pawn. Right. He still he he cared about her. And she called him on it and he was like, Oh, uh no. I could no. crush your heart. No, you know, it's like yeah. if anybody's going to crush your heart, it's going to be me. Right. And the really sad thing is, honey, that's prophetic. Yeah. Because in the end, he really did crush her heart. Right. Not literally, yeah. but figuratively. We're almost there. I know. Yep. I'm just saying, prophetic. So, so Rumple and Hook, one of the really cool CG scenes there. I mean that clock tower. Mm-hmm. That they, we've seen all kinds of different things in that clock tower. Oh yeah! And now we saw the observation roof open, mm-hmm. and an iris roof opening up, and we saw the cool, um, what is it, Dream DreamWorks moon? Yeah, <laughs> over the the top of the a, sky it looked a little DreamWorks, and we saw the hat rise up, mm-hmm. and because. Rumple knew that the stars were going to align, and so the stars in the hat just shot up like expanded, yeah, expanded and matched. Mm-hmm. And he was going to finish the job. Mm-hmm. And Emma and Snow come out of that elevator. Yep, this is what I think. I don't know for sure. I think Emma shot some kind of magic to protect. Uh, Hook's heart because she reached and something happened and then um, and then Rumple froze them. Yes, she started to throw a fireball at him, basically. Her Emma power. She started okay. to use her magic on him and he froze her and Snow, which we didn't see Charming at all in this episode. That was kind of awkward and weird to me, but we didn't see Charming at all. No mention of him, no mention of where yeah. he was. We just didn't see him. We saw Snow a couple times, but no right. Charming. Right. So, but I don't think she did anything to protect the heart because he did start to squeeze it. Yes. And then that's when she came in. So he, okay. what stopped it was Belle holding the dagger. And that's when she... Now, now this is the scene we've been waiting oh for. Oh, my God. That since was Since the end of last season. Dude. We've been waiting for this Belle yep. scene. Yep. And we've theorized and we've talked about how it was going to happen and if she heard and all this kind of thing. And it happened a little different than I thought it was going to happen. It did. But you know what? It was very satisfying to me because she figured it out on her own. Nobody had to convince her of anything. Nobody had to try to tell her something and have her war within herself you know, are they telling the truth or get something, you know, well, you know, they said this and having Rumple lie to her again. I didn't want to see him lie to her again. And I appreciated the fact that she figured everything out on her own based on just the pure accidental drop of the gauntlet. And the gauntlet was thrown down. Right. And this time we didn't have any playing of any videotape. No. There was no discussion no. with Emma. So again, those are some of those loose story ends that never really got tied up. 
I mean, Which, it was kind of an empty threat. I'm okay with that, though. Okay. Because, again, she doesn't need any of that stuff for proof. I love right. that it doesn't, it's not going to hurt anything. It's there. It was a potential threat, but it and it ended up being, you know, yeah. kind of, it kind of actually reminds me a little bit, if you want to tie it into Maleficent, in uh, Sleeping Beauty, when Philip is rushing to the castle to try and get to Aurora. The guards are shooting arrows at him. Maleficent's goons are shooting arrows at him. And the fairies have changed them into flowers. Right. So these arrows yeah. that are meant for harm, all these little things, videos and blah, 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 now f- fall like little flowers mm-hmm. and they're not hurting anything. And we, we see the wife... Mm-hmm. With the dagger, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't help but think of Zelina. Yeah, you know, again, Rumple's power lust mm-hmm. is creating a situation again yeah. where he is in being controlled. Yeah, he wants power. Yeah, but continuing to be controlled. Yeah. By the dagger, by his wife now, by Zelina, by all these different things, he cannot, you know, and, and no wonder he wants to break free from that. Yeah. But she basically said, enough talking out of you. Yep. We, we're, the talking we're going to do is next to the town I, line. I, I love the fact. I love that whole thing. You're going to unfreeze them. Right. You're going to release them. And he did. And they're just standing there just completely gobsmacked. And then... She says, and now you probably want to take us to the town line for what's going to happen next. We mm-hmm. need privacy. I'm like, yep. whoa, that's yep. not going to be good for him. So then we go back to this mysterious mansion where the sorcerer is, is mm-hmm. or the sorcerer's house. And so I wrote down, hot portal bad, door bad too? I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, All yeah. of a sudden, this door's there. I don't know where it was going to go. I don't know what the well, the last time we saw of, the door was in the princess's cave. What was in the or cave? Or a cave. The cave. Right. Yeah, it was not yeah. it was not his. He showed up there. Mm-hmm. But it was the portal led to Boston for Ingrid to go through. Right. And it was apparently in Arendelle. So that was the door to Arendelle. So it, it think of it in terms of it was just a door that would have been in Jefferson's hat if yeah, that were right, still where right. we were dealing with things. You said you miss Jefferson, and so do I. I do. I do. I love Jefferson. I, I miss. I, I really enjoyed his little discussion about reality and stories and stuff. And mm-hmm. he was a great character. But the portal, yes, is there. It's ready to take them back to Arendelle, and we have this kind of emotional goodbye. Yeah. I was starting to see him go. I, I love I mean, them. I wanted them to stay. There have been a lot of heated discussion and things like that. Fans of Once Upon a Time just are really, some of them are really tired of Frozen. But I got to tell you, I when they were leaving, and especially when Elsa hugged Emma, mm-hmm. I said, you know, they really fleshed out this character pretty well. Because we even talked about the little exchanges and different things that Elsa and Emma had. And I really felt that they were friends. Oh, they good, were very good friends. You know, they worked through all their things. Mm-hmm. They they validated each other. They understood each other. Right. The whole magic thing and parents and all that. And I, they did a great job. I dare say they're best friends. Yeah. 
you know, best friends, <laughs> best friends. you know, and, and so Christoph said, oh yeah, you know, once we take care of Hans, uh, one more thing, can we get married too? Is yeah. that possible? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, so Hans went through, Elsa went through. No, no, no. Hans didn't go through. I'm sorry. Christoph Christoph did. went through. Yeah. But actually Elsa went first. Mm-hmm. Elsa went through first. Right. And then Christoph went through right. and Anna started to and then turned around and being ever the adorable little Anna that she is, she's like, you know, I really kind of really am sad I missed the opportunity to meet Mr. Gold. He sounds like he would have been a great, yeah. great guy. Yeah. And what should have been a clue for her, and she kind of, the facial expression was kind of like, wait a minute. When, when, we did see Charming. We did see Charming. We did see Charming. Okay, well, yeah, that was, it was very brief. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charming said, no, he's an evil sorcerer. That should have been a clue, because that's exactly how she referred to him. Right, yeah. So, when she, when he said that, I looked at her face, and she was kind of like, uh... She said, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Which is very Anna. Right. And then they explain who it was, and she's like, no, 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 no. Rumpelstiltskin? No, he is a liar. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, he said he didn't know you. And she said, well, I'm not surprised. He lies about everything. Well, and that's another mirror of this episode, because yeah. Belle, that's what Belle said yeah. to Rumpel yeah. back in the, his estate. Yeah. You lie all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because yeah. he said, he, he told her, I lied. I lied when he said you said you were going to be you weren't going to be back for a few more days. I lied. Right. That was his explanation. So, yeah. so again, I think that plus the whole hook thing. Yeah. I mean, I wished Emma would have said that explains hook. Like, right. What? She, Never it, mind. It, it, we got to go. Right. Right. It didn't. It didn't dawn on her at that point in time. But I do love the fact that because of that specific conversation, that's what prompted her to. Head over to you. And, and I know there's a lot of things that happen with facial expressions. Absolutely. You, you cannot uh, it'd be a four-hour show if they articulated every single thing that's going on in their right, mind. Right, right. But anyway, just... Okay, so... Let me turn my page here. All right, so the truth is out. Thank goodness. Yep. So then we have the star's hat and the dagger. Okay, we talked about the the scene uh, with Emma and Belle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things she said is your true love to Rumpel is, is power. Yeah. I wanted to be chosen. And we already talked about right. that. But she said, uh, Belle said, I lost my way trying to help you find yourself. Yeah. So, and, and it's just, it's such a tragic situation. That whole, that whole scene was pretty gut-wrenching. And I know rumbellers all over the world are absolutely just tra- oh, I understand. traumatized I understand. by that. And understandably so, because yeah. we all had high hopes for Rumpel being a good guy and actually truly changing and loving Belle. And I think in some respects he does love her. There's no, you know, I, I know he does. But unfortunately, his love of power is far greater than his love for her. And interestingly enough, one of the things we didn't talk about, but I, it kind of goes along the same route, is originally his plan was to take Belle and Henry and get the heck out when, right. when he knew right. the Queen's mm-hmm. plan, you yep. know, Snow Queen's plan was going to go through. This time, he told Regina, tell him I, tell him I will miss him. 
So he just gave up on the whole taking yeah. Henry with him. The that's true. The, Which means the power was much more important to him than even trying to get Henry. <clears throat> I know I'm going to get into a bit of trouble and, and thin ice. I'm going to say this, and maybe you can rescue me if I get mm-hmm. out too too far. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was discussions about way back in season one with David and Mary Margaret and the whole affair thing. And then, and then we have the discussion now with Robin and Regina and the affair. I think, I think... Rumple was having an affair with Bell because he loved power. And mm. Bell was kind of this secondary thought. Mm-hmm. He loved her, but he didn't love her. He yeah. you understand? Yeah. And and that's really what she kind of outed him on. Is she you, she's the mistress, not the real wife. Right. Right. Yeah. And and you know and that sounds harsh, but I mean that's really it's what played metaphorically out. speaking. Yeah, I mean obviously it's not literal, not but, literal, but no. of course. But I but it, it's that same principle mm-hmm. of you know married to the power, right? Absolutely can't live without it, but wanting to have a little something on the side to you know. Yeah, yeah. That was just that was not and, cool. That was not cool at all. And she also mentioned she said I saw the man. And not the beast. And now there's only just the beast. Yeah. She saw, I see the man behind the beast. So in other words, the beast was always up front, but she saw the man behind him. Now there's not. Now he mentioned, he talked about coming back from the dead. Mm -hmm. Yep. And again, I still wonder how many other dark ones Mm -hmm. or how much dark one stuff he absorbed, absorbed into himself when he came back because he wasn't like this before he died. He really was trying to change. Yeah. He really was making an effort. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how much of this is actually all the other dark ones combined, you mm-hmm. know, or remnants of them or influence of them, you know, influencing him. Yeah. Just saying. So then he said, you know, in his, you know, crying face, mm-hmm. I don't want to lose you. And she said, you already have. <sighs> you know, and it, it's one of those, look. I, you know, I know love is strong. Love is yeah. a bridge. You have to work on it and yeah. all that. Yeah. But sometimes mm-hmm. women and men have to say, you're gone. Yeah. I'm I, all these enough. things of you that you've done. Yep. You're enough gone. Enough. I mean, I, I certainly don't want to err on the side of too soon and, and too, you know, basic, kicking somebody out for some small infraction. But over and over and over and over and over, and then there comes a point where enough's enough. Well, and again, it's that whole thing of she recognized that no matter what, he was always going to choose power over her. And that's why when she saw the gauntlet, she was kind of surprised because the last time she had seen that, he traded her for that thing. And then all of a sudden he's got it back, which meant she knew he'd gone back and gotten it. Right. She knew, without knowing that for sure, mm-hmm. without ever seeing it, she knew that's what that meant, was she wasn't important enough to let that thing go. You know, there, there's, two, there's two sides of this thing. I'm going to say this, and then we'll move on. Is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm a kumbaya guy. I want to make sure that everybody stays mm-hmm. together and, and all that. And it's, it's, love is wonderful and all that. But there's also a point where... Bell needs to stand up and be 
a strong woman. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got tonight. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that means the breaking of the relationship, which yeah. is breaking Rumbeller's hearts all over the place. And yeah. I yeah. I feel your pain yeah. because I, I want him to be together. I thought that she could help him. Yeah. But in the end, she said, I can't. You, 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 I can't help you. You've lost me. Yeah. And yeah. for Belle, I know she... Look, look, all the way back, she loved him in, in spite of himself. Yeah. The whole time. Oh, yeah. And at the end, like, probably, you know, when the gauntlet fell down on the floor, she goes, that's it? Mm-hmm. That's enough? No. No, no, no. This is... And then, you know, there may have been other things that she stitched together. Well, so. and I thought that was interesting because she revealed something about that gauntlet that we already knew, but she revealed to us that she found the real dagger because the gauntlet led her to that. Yeah. So she, when she knew, she knew right then and there, if the gauntlet had led to herself, had just pointed right at her or had taken her to a mirror or whatever, then she would have known he, that's the, that's the thing you love most. Right. But the fact that it led her to the real dagger just proved that Rumple really loved the the power and the dagger more than than her and that's that that's a harsh that's a harsh thing i mean she and marion both kind of went through a little bit of that tonight as far as you know hoping right. against hope that they were the first you know le- apple of their loved one's eye and that they were the ones who made their their hearts sing and in this case, it it just wasn't the case for either of them. They were second banana, and they wanted to be, you know, somebody's number one. Yeah, I think everybody wants that. Nobody sure. wants to be a second best. No. And I don't blame them. I don't think anybody should be somebody's second best. Nope. That's just me. So, with the good of the bell taking a stand, there's the sad side too. Yeah. Of saying goodbye. Yeah. I I do, I do not think. We've seen the end of Rumbell. No, no, no. I think this is a, you know. Really big dip in the road. Right. And I would hope that through the journey coming back to, I mean, the, you know, well, whatever. Well, the funny thing is, is that she still has the dagger. So she right. still technically controls him. Yeah. So if he sets yes. foot in the town, she's got the dagger. She's mm-hmm. she's going to have control. Uh, one other thing, and I didn't mean to interrupt you but one of the thing is that um he kept saying i'm scared yeah i mean it wasn't even like i mean he kept scrambling trying to get her to not make him cross the line he never once said i love you bell i yeah. really do love you it was never that it was i'm sorry let me explain you know put the dagger down i'm scared it ne- it was never mm-hmm. about loving her right which is really sad because on some level i know Somewhere deep down he does. Mm-hmm. But just it never came to the surface, unfortunately. All right. I think we've we've discussed it on yeah, all it was sides. Yeah, so it was a sad thing, so let's move on. Yep. Anna's wedding. Anna's wedding. Anna's wedding. We yes. finally saw. Well, the be- the first part. At least, yeah, the, the first yeah. part. Yeah. I wanted to see Kristoff all decked out in his. Yeah. With his haircut. Yeah. And Sven. I wanted to see Sven in his finest. Because we had mentions of that in the actual yeah, animated yeah. film. I do so. love that they had one last homage to the film 
when the girls were right. smelling. What's that incredible smell? Yeah. And they both did the exact same movements mm-hmm. that the you know Anna and Elsa did in the movie. Chocolate, and it was. I mean, it was like literally verbatim exactly what was done in the movie. It was really a cute little final homage to the movie. So appreciate that a lot. Elsa looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. And the coronation, so did Elsa. The and did Anna mm-hmm. as well. Looked really beautiful oh in the wedding dress. So, so pretty. And I love yeah. the fact that even even there, she's just being her, her adorable little self. You know, let's get this wedding on the road. I mean, on the aisle. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just adorable, adorable Anna. And I really am going to miss having her on the show. A I, lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Look, I know that they had to get back to rule Arendelle. Uh, Elsa did, but I am going to miss the characters. Me too. You know, I so, hope we get to visit them again. I know that. Seriously, I know, that people I know got a lot of people don't it, like but, it, but you know what? Yeah. I don't care about the movie parts of it. Yeah. I I like the character development that they gave us in this show, and I really wanted to see more of them. Yep. I really do. I did get my wish though. What's that? There was no let it go singing. You're right. There was no let it there go. There was speaking, and I'll take people saying it. But sure. There was no singing. And they didn't say it a lot. It was said a couple times. It wasn't said like every five minutes. So Hook and Emma, or Emma, is getting ready to put Hook's heart in, <laughs> Killian's heart, and he's going, just wait, kind of go slow, and she just she jammed, jammed it, it in. <laughs> and then. When he got the heart in, boy, they started kissing. Well, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I told him about that." And he just goes, yeah. "Shut up!" And he just—he didn't even say "shut up," but yeah. you could tell that's what he was thinking. He's like, "You know what? I've been waiting to do this for a long time. Just you zip it so I can plant one on you." And you too. reminded me of the last time we saw a makeout session in that back hallway. Yeah. Granny's, yeah, was Robin and Regina. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. and it was pretty hot and passionate too. Yeah, that was that was quite the kiss. I loved that. That was pretty fantastic. And it was nice, uh, Emma and Regina and Grannies mm-hmm. doing shots. Okay, that was such a classic <laughs> scene. Yeah. I loved that scene. I thought it was fantastic. I loved the fact that Regina's like, "Oh my god, seriously, I don't need another hope speech." Yeah, and yeah. she's like, "You're confusing me for my mother." And then, of course, you know, Emma's like, you know, you did the right thing. Well, no, let's just do shots. You need a drinking buddy. She's like, you know what? Yeah, let's drink. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, the you know, the clinking of the glasses when Emma reminded her, yeah, you know what? Hook Gold isn't very happy. That should make you feel better. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, it does. I, that was just a classic best girlfriend kind of a scene. That was awesome. So then we see Henry... Poking around in that mansion. Mm. Well, that's some mansion. We didn't see him poking around the mansion. Well, he comes running in in the yeah, middle yeah, of their yeah. drinking game and goes, "You guys, mom, 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 you guys have got to see this." And that's when he took them back to the mansion. And he told them he was poking around. He was told, stayed around and was poking around. Mm-hmm. And he took them down a hallway that led to a dead end. Right. And then he pulled on something. Did it remind you of anything? Well. Put the candle back in Young Frankenstein, or I don't know what. Well, actually, you know, that's a good pull, too. But actually, the whole overhead shot yeah. of them going down and a den in hallway that felt like it narrowed at the end almost mm-hmm. was very much like one of the early scenes in Willy Wonka, the original oh, Willy okay. Wonka. Mm-hmm. And then him 
playing a little Rachmaninoff and then the the door opening really big. So, but yeah, the whole, mm. the whole, you know, doors pulling the handle like that also reminded me of um, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade when Indy and his dad were in the, yeah, tied yeah. up in the chair mm-hmm. and the, the door kept swinging every time somebody would hit the, the proper thing on the floor. So we get introduced to this room mm-hmm. that has many, many books in there. And Emma said, it's a library? Empty. And all the books are blank. Mm-hmm. And they look very, very similar mm-hmm. to Henry's Once Upon a Time book. Yes, they do. And so then they come to the conclusion that this is where the author lives. Right. And that possibly Regina has an opportunity to get a new story written about her life. Right. And Henry tells Emma about Operation Mongoose. And she says, okay, cool. I love it. It's got style. I love it. It's got style. And then she said, I'm in. Yep. And, you know, Emma is really completing her task Mm -hmm. from season one. When she said, I am, everybody's happy ending, it's really my job. Well, she she said that in season. True. End but, of season three. But what I'm saying is season one, there's no way. Right. No way. going to happen between her and, and Regina. Right. And now it is Regina's turn. Right. Well, and, and that's so. the thing is that she's, you know, she made the commitment and she said, you know, look, I meant what I said. Yep. I'm in. Because Regina's like, wait, you want to help? And she's like, of course, are you kidding me? I made a promise to you and I'm going to keep it. You deserve, everyone deserves a happy ending. And I love that because that, that solidified the, the bond of friendship between them. Yeah. Which I, I think is fantastic. I mean, these women were mortal enemies. Right. I've been watching the, the series from the beginning again. And I mean, first couple of episodes especially were just intense, intense dislike. For each other, right? And I'm loving seeing that they're they've come a long way yep. in a very short period of time. One little thing is you mentioned the thing you love most mm-hmm. when Bell and yeah and uh, Rumple yeah in that exchange, and it reminds me of uh, the early episode oh, yeah. title. I think it was yeah. the second second episode. No, yeah, second episode. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So then we see something interesting. Mr. Popping Around in Magical Smoke, old gold mm-hmm. in New York, yeah. has to take a bus yep. to yeah. get around. Yeah. Yeah. And gets off. And that's another thing I noticed when he crossed the line, he, you could tell his leg mm-hmm. was crippled again. Right. Because his leg wasn't crippled ever since Neverland, maybe before. It's just like it was magically right restored strong, yeah. Because even Storybrooke, he still used a cane. Because we are both right, right, right. So when he ended up crossing the line out of Storybrooke, yep. where he didn't have the both halves, mm-hmm. where he pretty much just has Mister Gold now, he's going to be uh, he's going to have a limp, and he needs the cane to walk around, and he needs assistance. So yeah, he that he started to stumble when he crossed the line. Yeah. So yeah. So we got off the bus, and you right. noticed a couple of things. Yeah, well, two things. One was the advertisement on the side of the bus was aquarium, and it looked like a mermaid mm-hmm. on the side of the 
of the bus. And then the camera flashes to the name of the street, which was Madison Avenue. Yep. Which, for those who may or may not know this, that is the name that the mermaid gave herself in Splash. Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. Which, by the way, just happens to be technically a Disney movie, even though right. it's Touchstone Pictures back then. That's right. That's they owned, owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. So it's technically a Disney movie. And so I thought that was kind of a nice little homage to Splash to have the mermaid, the aquarium, and Madison um, you know, be where he kind of steps off and goes to sea in the aquarium itself, Yep. which we noticed. And I noticed, too, in the aquarium, they were splitting the scene between him walking through the aquarium and um, Ursula, Ursula yep. having the conversation. No, 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 no. Splitting the scene while he's walking, something else was happening. Okay. It was happening in Storybrooke is what I'm saying. Okay. It was, I think it was the, oh, it was finishing the bell and his, he's crying, she's crying. They're splitting, going back and forth between that scene and him. No, no, he, no, he was, uh, no, it was a flashback and he was talking about when the master overtakes the whatever and he was oh, talking yeah, yeah, to yeah. Ursula. Ursula uh, Maleficent and, and Cruella, Cruella de Bill. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and basically they rooked him. Right? Or no, he rooked them. He absolutely he took did. that gauntlet back out of the deal. But he never made a deal with them, and that okay. was the that was the yeah. problem with that. Maleficent had it wrong. You made a deal, and you never back out of it. No, that's not true. He never made a deal. They swindled it from him. Yeah. So there was no deal. He there was never an exchange of of deal making properties. It was you know they it was ransom. And right. He was right. It was a technicality, but it was right. Mm-hmm. So if they had made the deal, that would have been a whole different ball game. But because there was no actual deal made, um, he took it back. Took it back. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that was that. So, but that whole thing, while he's walking through right. the aquarium, he walks past the jellyfish, mm-hmm. first really big ones, then little tiny ones. Then he walks past some sharks, some black tip sharks, and then he walks past some like turtles and stuff. And then you hear Ursula saying, and I thought at first she was saying something to him, but then I realized, no, 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 she was actually talking to the fish, which I thought was hilarious. If you don't like this, this is all I've got. Eat, your, eat each other if you don't like what I've got. And I thought that was interesting because pretty much that's almost what the Shattered Sight spell was. Mm-hmm. It was right. not so much if you don't like what I've got here, it's I can't wait for you guys to just tear each other apart. So it's kind of a similar ending so to speak you know what i mean yep similar feel vibe but anyway so that's that and then he has the whole conversation with ursula and <laughs> when you unless you win the lottery that was kind of well, funny she said so this is a man that wins all the time looks yeah. like yeah mm. yeah yeah and he said, I'm looking to change my fate. And she goes, well, when are you going to win the lottery? Yeah. And he says, well, uh, basically, why don't you come with me? Get your stuff together. We have two more stops to make. Yeah. And Before we head to a town called Storybrooke. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to go back. He's, he knows where it is, roughly. He's going to go back, and he's going to take the queens of evil right. with him. Yep. All right. Which will be very interesting. So that's it. 
Yes. I, I don't. I know. I'm kind of sad. We have to yeah. wait like, gosh, three, three months and a half or so. yeah. months. So, okay. So we're going to be doing our main show. So send your feedback into us and make sure you put heroes and villains in the subject line. Mm-hmm. It helps us out mm-hmm. for that. Yep. I want to send big love out to everybody. Mm-hmm. And remember, big love is so big, you can't keep it for yourself. Take what you need and pass it on to somebody else. That's what life, that's what makes life worth living. It's true. And I want to thank you guys for listening, however you found us, however you, uh, we have new Twitter followers every day. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. We have new Facebook uh, likers. Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. We have uh, a new iTunes review. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Just we appreciate all the things that are happening. There's a lot of work involved with this, but I really see that it's all starting to kind of come together, and we really appreciate everything. We do indeed. So until we talk on the main show, this is Jeff and Colleen saying bye-bye, take care, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333 Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, the voice of Steve podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at facebook.com slash voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.